Hello, welcome back to Talk Nasty Me podcast. It's your host, Nikki Nasty. What is up? Happy Monday. I hope that your week goes amazing. I have a good feeling about this week for not only myself, but for you all, but I can't promise that. So if things go bad for you, don't blame me. It's not my fault. (laughs) I am so excited for today's podcast episode. Like genuinely, I wanted to make an episode about veganism for a while because I wanted to make a YouTube video about it at some point, but YouTube can be so scary sometimes and people can be just so judgy sometimes. And so I feel like really, really comfortable talking about it on the podcast. So maybe like that's a thing. Maybe before I want to post something onto YouTube, you guys will get the exclusive look into my opinion. Like how pretentious is that? Me being like, oh my God, you get the exclusive look into my mind before it goes out to the public public. Because <laughs> there's not like that many of you guys who li- well, it's a lot to me, but like the number of listeners to this podcast, it's not as many as my YouTube channel, which is like kind of crazy to me. Like, I'm still really happy about it. Like, I just cannot believe that this many people actually want to listen to my podcast, like an hour of me talking about bullshit every single week. That's amazing. Anyway, (laughs) I'm really excited about today's episode. Should I give a life update? Should I give a little update on what's been happening in my life since the last episode? Um, my life has gotten a lot more together. I have a week until I start my classes at Temple again, like online and whatever. And it's fine. It's fine. I'm kind of panicking because I didn't think that it was going to come this fast, but here we are and I'm a week away and I start next Monday and I'm kind of terrified. But luckily only as of right now, only one of my classes is through Zoom. All the other ones are online. However, there's one class that is in person. If you follow me on my other social media or like if you heard me talk about it before, maybe you don't know, I'm deciding to stay home this semester because my mom is going through chemo treatment for the next few months. And so I want to stay home and help her through that. It's my last semester of college. I am not missing out on much by staying at home because everything's going to be online pretty quick anyway. And so only one of my classes was in person. So I try to look for a different class. I hit up the advisors. Okay. Temple University, I hope you're not listening to this podcast episode. Hopefully no one is going to rat me out either. Temple advising sucks. Okay. Temple advising, if you ever want anything done, you know, other colleges, like there's different colleges within Temple, like college of business. Yeah. For that, you're for sure going to get good advisors because they pay a shit ton of money and literally Temple University eats the ass of business students because they give them so much money. But if you're like in the college of communication, which I am, forget about it. You're not going to get anything that you want. I asked an advisor for help of like to try and help me find a different class. And she's like, okay, so here's your list. Do you have any other questions? And like wanted to end our session like five minutes in and I had a half an hour scheduled with her. I was like, great. So I just kind of have to figure out everything on my own. Like I didn't even need to call. Regardless, I figured it out. Well, not really. There was like no classes for me to take. And I was like, oh no, what if this like prevents me from graduating this December? But I begged my professor, begged her so bad. I was like, please, I want to take your class so bad, but it's in person. Would you like Zoom me during the class meetings? Like imagine everyone is sitting in person and then there's just a laptop in the front of the classroom and it's just me sitting in my bedroom. I'll feel like, um, what's the the robot in uh, SpongeBob, Plankton's wife? Her? That's me. Like I'll just be the little, the little wife of the classroom on my computer. <laughs> so I begged her. I'm supposed to talk with her soon. I think she's going to let me in. I She sounded very sweet. She goes, don't worry. We're going to get this figured out. So I'm feeling very confident, very strong about this. So you know what? Maybe I still will graduate this December because if not, then that means I took my two summer classes for absolutely nothing and I will actually cry. You know, in Animal Crossing, the 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 owl in the museum blathers he always says i digress before giving you more information so i digress let's talk about veganism so i want to make this episode about my experience with being vegan i've been vegan since may of my junior year of high school yeah so it's been at least 4 years it's been like 4 and a half years of me being vegan i 
love being vegan. <laughs> I don't make vegan content on YouTube. It's just not what I want to do. I find a lot of problems within the vegan community on YouTube, but I'll get into that. Um, and I just kind of wanted to answer some of your guys' questions as well about veganism because I know a lot of you have questions like, how do I go vegan? I want to go vegan. I'm a vegetarian. How do I transition? Is it expensive? Like just all these questions that maybe you're not getting answered and a quick Google search is not going to answer them either. So I'm just going to give you the straight, honest, raw truth. I'm also going to be giving you my whole experience being vegan. I also don't want anyone to feel crappy about themselves. This is a big ass disclaimer, but I completely recognize that not everyone is able to go vegan. I recognize that 100%. A lot of people will tell you, oh, anybody can go vegan. It's an excuse. If you can't go vegan, it's an excuse. No, that's just not true. A lot of people are located in food deserts, might not have access to good food that is not, that is vegan is what I'm trying to say. Um, a lot of people don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. And a lot of times the only food that they have access to is meat and dairy and animal products. And nobody should feel shitty about their, their circumstances because if they want to try and be more plant-based and stuff, that's awesome. And I feel like everyone could need that direction. I needed direction when I started being a vegan. Like it didn't just come naturally to me. Um, on top of that, not everyone has the, the health. They're not in the right health position to go vegan. Um, you know, hold on. I need to take a really big deep breath. Okay. Sorry. I didn't want to do that directly into the mic. <laughs> I would cut that out, but why, you know? Um, yeah, a lot of people don't have, maybe they're not in the right position with their health to go vegan. Um, like for example, I know a lot of people who have struggled with eating disorders in the past. It might be really hard for people with eating disorders to, you know, recover and then suddenly try to go into a lifestyle and a food lifestyle diet that consists of cutting out different types of foods. You just might not be in that place. You know, maybe you're living underneath your parents' roof and you're young and you're not able to make food for yourself or buy your groceries. There are so many different situations that would lead someone to not being vegan. And I think that vegans need to shut up and understand that, is that not everyone can be vegan. I used to be one of those vegans who was like, anybody can do it. I can do it. Anybody can do it. No, that's not the truth. It's a very privileged standpoint to think of yourself so highly that if you can do it, then anyone else can too. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So don't feel bad if you're not able to go vegan. I, this podcast is literally just in order to talk about my story, answer some questions, and then maybe help you if you want to try and have more plant-based meals or maybe just transition to it in the future. Um, maybe this podcast can be of some sort of help to you. Additionally, I don't want anyone to think that I'm a scientist or that I am an expert on veganism or that I'm a doctor. Because uh, to be quite honest, this podcast episode is not going to be that critically, like scientifically informational because uh, I, I did research. I obviously did do research, you know, growing up and like being vegan over the past few years, but I don't have facts sitting in front of me being like, this is the healthiest diet in the world. No, you should probably do your own research about this kind of stuff. Uh, different things apply to different people. I, this is, I'm, I'm not Dr. Mike. Okay. So I recommend doing your own research about this. So with that being said, I hope nobody gets upset or offended or feeling like a bad person because they're unable to go vegan. Um, and also, if, if you really are set in stone that you don't want to be vegan and you hate vegans, this podcast episode isn't for you. I'm going to be talking about my experience, how I feel emotionally. And uh, yeah, it, if you don't like it, then just don't listen to this episode. Listen to my previous ones or the one next week or someone else's, whatever. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Here's the little story about how I went vegan. Okay, so growing up, I remember I always wanted to be a vegetarian, like literally always wanted to be a vegetarian. And so then I remember sitting at our table, it was like breakfast one morning when I was little, and I remember saying, I don't want to eat sausage this morning. I want to be a vegetarian because I really love animals. I want to be a veterinarian when I was growing up. And my grandma just laughed and she's like, you can't be vegetarian. You're Polish. <laughs> and Polish people are known that all of our meals are filled with so many meats and, and cheeses and milk and eggs. And it's, yeah, yeah, it, it probably would have been very hard for me to be vegetarian as a child. So I kind of scrapped that idea. And then I got into high school 
like the end of high school and I wanted to suddenly be vegan really badly. I don't remember exactly what drew me to it. I'm pretty sure I watched some YouTuber and they talked about why they're vegan and it kind of inspired me. Keep in mind, up until this point, I had to be gluten-free, egg-free, soy-free, and milk-free ever since the eighth grade because I was diagnosed with very severe food sensitivities to those foods. So I was already like practically like vegan, except I was eating meat, which is not vegan, but I'm saying like I didn't have dairy products. I didn't have egg products. That was already cut out of my diet. So I did some more research and I remember just sitting down at my computer one day, sometime in my like junior year of high school. And I was watching, I believe it was probably Freely the Banana Girl and some other just vegan YouTubers. And I just went on a whole spree all day, just watching vegan YouTubers, why they're vegan. And they showed so many videos of animals getting abused and tortured and how awful the meat and dairy industry is. There is no such thing in my eyes as ethical, humane uh, meat farms. Like at the end of the day, an animal is dying. I just don't see that as ethical, no matter how well you treat them before death. It, to me, it's not humane nor ethical. And so my morals were already aligning with veganism. It was just that I wasn't taking the steps to become vegan. So I literally sat there and I absorbed all this information where I watched literally animals being slaughtered. I watched all this information about how, you know, dairy products are not healthy for you because I was consuming dairy products from time to time. Like I would sneak chocolate here and there and then my stomach would hurt so badly. But it definitely was a thing. I quickly decided, like cold turkey, a lot of people ask, like, was diet transition to being a vegetarian first or anything? To be honest, no. I kind of just went in cold turkey. And I'm almost positive that the next day, I stopped eating animal products altogether. It it was like cold turkey was just one day I decided I am no longer consuming any animal products at all. And that was that. And that day, like, forever changed my life where I just sat there and educated myself. Do I agree with Freely the Banana Girl now? Like, do I think that she's an awesome person? Not really. But did her videos convince me to go vegan? Yeah, they did. They did. However, I'm very thankful that I did not buy into her. If you don't know who Freely the Banana Girl is, she's essentially this YouTuber who pretty much shames people for not being vegan. I don't know if she still does this. I don't know if she's like changed or grew as a person, but she would just shame other YouTubers and like look at their like what I eat in a day and then just basically tell them how awful of a person they were for eating what they ate and just would give her critiques and would just be extremely harsh. And she also did this thing. It was like raw till four diet. And she would encourage people to literally eat like raw food I think until like 4 p.m. or something like that. I don't know. I'm assuming that's what raw till 4 means. And, you know, diets work differently for everyone. And when I refer to diets, I don't mean like fad diets. I don't mean like, oh, keto, like I'm going to be, like I'm going to be on a diet for like three weeks and lose weight. When I say diet, I mean like genuinely like food diet, like what you eat. Like I eat a vegan diet. If someone eats uh, a well-balanced diet, it doesn't mean like, dieting. It's just diet. Does that make sense? (laughs) I used to be a nutrition minor, fun fact. But yeah, at that point I decided that I wanted to be a vegan and I didn't fall into her like a little raw till four scheme, which I'm so grateful for. And for my family, it was definitely a shock because they were like, what do you mean? Like you're gluten-free and now you got to be vegan too. That was definitely hard for them. I don't really like remember distinctly. I think I went through like a lot of trauma my senior year and that's why I don't remember any of this. But uh, I, I don't remember it being like really hard for me to be making vegan meals. I think a lot of what I ate was pretty well balanced and just vegan. <laughs> like I just cut out meat, but I wasn't like truly educating myself on, I I didn't know the difference between like carbs, proteins, fats, calories. Like I didn't understand any of that until I got into weightlifting, which was at the end of, or in the, in the middle of my senior year of high school. So I have been vegan ever since. I, it's been hard. I remember when I had a trainer, like at the gym and stuff, and she told me like, it's going to be so hard for you to get like get gains and stuff and be vegan. Uh, I remember I stopped being gluten-free because I had it by accident once on Thanksgiving, and then I just kept eating it ever since. Uh, Flash 
forward. Is that how you say fast forward? Fast forward to now. Uh, I'm gluten-free again for one week. I'll get into that. (laughs) But yeah, it was a good time. I I genuinely have enjoyed being vegan all my years. There hasn't been a point where I've wanted to stop being vegan. I never like actually considered stopping. Yes, it was hard when I got to college and I was like, okay, I have to eat gluten-free and vegan because I still try to eat gluten-free. That was tough. It was really tough. Um, It's hard in social situations. It's gotten so much easier though because so many vegan restaurants have popped up. So many more vegan options at the grocery store over the years, even within a four-year difference. It's been so drastic. And I've had nothing but a positive experience at home. My family really accepts it. My mom has seen how much it has helped me like mentally and physically. Uh, No one in my family really gives me shit for it. My grandma, who once told me I could never be a vegetarian, now cooks vegan meals for me whenever she is cooking or something. Um... And yeah, it's, it's, I've genuinely been very lucky that I've had a very positive experience with it. It it has been tough time to time, but you know, even at college and stuff, there's not a crazy amount of options at like the dining halls or anything. So majority of the time I did cook for myself. Like I had to have a kitchen when I was a freshman and a sophomore, like I had to have one in the dorms because I was vegan and I knew that there wasn't going to be a lot of options for me. But like I said, I've had pretty much nothing but a good experience. And I feel really good morally about myself, I would say, because I know that how I live my life is in alignment with, what was I saying? The, the, the way I live my life is in alignment with my morals is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't just think, you know, oh, animals shouldn't be harmed. I actually take action about it. And I'm like, okay, I believe that ac- animals shouldn't be harmed so much so that I refuse to support industries that are contributing to killing animals. With that being said, there's this whole debacle on fashion and veganism and if you're a good vegan or bad vegan. Holy shit, this is what I'm talking about, the YouTube community being so toxic about veganism. There are definitely good vegans, good vegan YouTubers out there. 100% there are. Um, But There are so many that will just shame and put down others if they are not perfect with their veganism. An example of this is, uh, I forget her name. I feel like it starts with a K. And I feel like she used to date one of the guys in Smosh. I could be completely wrong. I think she's like friends with Shane Dawson. Anyway, she is vegan, but I think she said in one of her videos that, you know, sometimes she will buy animal products when it comes to like shoes or something like that. And that she used to get like ripped apart if she would, you know, show these shoes off or something because somebody would be like, well, those are leather. That's not vegan. And I run into this debate a lot as well within myself because I realized, okay, well, I have non-vegan things still in my closet, like a leather coat, for example. I have a leather coat, but I got that before I was vegan and I don't want to support that business now. But wouldn't, in, in my mind, wouldn't it be more of a waste and more of a shitty thing to do to throw that coat away or perhaps sell it or donate it and buy a new one? And create a demand for another product when you could just keep the one that you have and just use that. Because buying, some people could be like, well, just donate it and get a new one. Well, that's just creating a bigger demand for more clothes. And that's not very sustainable and good for the environment anyway. Um, Why not just use what you have? So I have shoes that are not vegan or made out of leather. But if I got them before I went vegan, isn't, what, what? wouldn't it be a bigger waste to throw them away or give them away or something? If it's not bothering me personally that I'm wearing these leather shoes, I personally don't see that big of an issue with it. But I understand that others might, but for me, it's not. I have leather belts that I've like gotten from my mom and stuff. I feel like that's better to wear them than to go out and get a new leather belt. No. Um, And then there's also the debate, like, is it okay to buy leather secondhand? And I debated on this for so long. And some people may disagree with me. Some people truly may disagree with me on this. Um, If I want to buy leather secondhand now, for example, if I buy a pair of Doc Martens and they're secondhand and they're made out of leather, 
you're not directly contributing to Doc Martens. You are not directly giving your cash to Doc Martens and promoting them and, and, you know, supporting their business to, you know, fund and make another pair of leather shoes. You're buying it from someone else. You're buying it secondhand, which is, first of all, great for the environment. And you're not directly contributing to that company. You know, that may not seem like a cool idea to some people, but to me, that's really cool. I think that's really, really cool. I understand what never might not be comfortable wearing leather, but to me, I see buying something secondhand as good. It's great for the environment. I feel great when I buy something secondhand. I feel like morally really good. I love that I'm putting money into the hands of another human being and not to a corporation. And so for me, I, I'm not bothered by wearing a pair of leather shoes if it's not funding the company directly is what I'm trying to say. And like I said, people might disagree with me on that and <laughs> call me a fake vegan, whatever. I heard this one girl on TikTok. She called herself a flexitarian. And I was like, what the heck is that? But then I like listened to her and it, what she said made complete sense. So what she said was that she is very flexible and that she will consume an animal product if it means that it would be more environmentally friendly. So for example, if she orders a salad and she says no bacon on it, but the server comes out and brings the bake the salad to her and has bacon bits in it. She will still eat that salad because it would create less waste than to ask for the salad to be brought back into the kitchen and a new one be made. For example, for me, that would just not fly because let's say a salad has cheese on it. I am very sensitive to cheese. I can't have cheese. I will combust <laughs> and I can't have that. Also, I just don't want to do that. But I understand if some people would do that because it is better for the environment. It's creating less waste. Um, she also said that she does support uh, beekeepers, like locally, like she will buy honey because it's helping the beekeepers and it's helping the bees. And, you know, consuming honey is actually better than buying it from the store if it's especially like locally grown and supporting the bees. So for her, it's like that makes sense. Also, uh, when it came to buying like secondhand leather and stuff, that makes sense to me. Uh, she said the same thing as I did. She was like, well, I'm not going to buy canvas boots. Like a lot of vegan boots are either very expensive or not that good quality. Like what if they're made out of canvas? Well, that's not going to hold up as well as like leather boots would. That would last me for so much longer and contribute to less waste than buying canvas boots or whatever. And that like really resonated with me. Um, you know, I feel like veganism does not mean that you need to be perfect and 100%. I feel like it should just mean that you're doing your damn best to consume as little animal products as possible. And if you are, then it's actually supporting the animal. Like, I don't know, it, sheeps have to get sheared, especially if it's like locally or something. And if the sheep gets sheared and they're not harmed and wool is made and you get a a wool coat or something like that. I personally don't see harm in that just because it's an animal product. To me, in my eyes, it's not evil. Of course, there are some factories and companies that make wool products and it is hurt, hurting the sheep. But if you're buying like locally or something like that, uh, wool is a very warm material. It's very good for the environment to be using that rather than producing uh, something like, for example, polyester, which causes so much waste into the environment. And if you're consuming like a wool coat, buying that like locally, what I'm trying to say is, is that like, I don't view it as evil to use animal products if it means that the animals are safe, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's my stance on that. It's definitely changed over the years. I feel a lot better living like this, a little bit more free. I don't know if people will no longer consider me vegan. And to be honest, I don't really care either because I know in my mind, I am vegan. I do care about the animals. Um, I will never eat meat. I will never eat dairy products. I will never eat egg products in my life. Um, and I feel like I'm doing my damn best. And I'm hoping and trying to encourage others to do their best as well. And I think the whole vegan community needs to chill out. Stop being so, I don't know, have a stick up their ass and sometimes just uh, gatekeep the entire community. Okay, we're going to try and listen through some 
messages uh, that people have left me and some questions about veganism, which I'm so excited to answer because so many of these questions are so good and I like read a little bit through them. So we're going to get through as many as possible and hopefully this answers some of your guys' questions as well. Uh, if you ever want to leave me a question, make sure to follow me on Instagram. It's at Nicole Raffi. I usually ask on Sundays there what you guys want to do any questions that you have about this week's podcast episode, but I am making a podcast Instagram very, very soon. I know I keep saying that it's been a very busy life the past few weeks, so bear with me, but I am creating one and I'm very excited about that. So on there, you can ask me all the questions in the future. What's been the hardest part about being vegan for you? And what is the easiest part? Okay. So I would say the hardest part for me is probably finding restaurants or eating out or going to like parties and stuff like that to where they'll accommodate you and have vegan food for you. But that's usually not a big deal anymore because I'll just eat beforehand everywhere I go where I carry around snacks with me or I'll just like stick to the fruit and veggies and that kind of stuff or like chips or fries. Like I always make it work. I've never really been in that many situations where I'm like starving and have nothing to eat. Like a few years ago, definitely. But lately, no, I've just been more prepared, which is even better. Like if I'm going on like a road trip or something and I know that we're going to stop by at like McDonald's on the way there or something, you know, um, I'll just prepare food for me and I'll feel better anyway and I'll be saving my money. So the easiest part for me of being vegan is probably... um. I would say like the easiest part for me is like actually doing it, if that makes sense. Like it's a no brainer to me at this point. Like I'm like, yes, this aligns with my morals. I don't believe animals should be harmed for my satisfaction and for my taste buds. So I feel really confident whenever I do eat. I never like second guess myself. Like I never ever see meat or dairy products and I'm like, ugh. I wish I could have that. Like, I, I, it looks good sometimes. Like, if it's like a, I don't know, a cake. I'm like, damn, that cake looks good. I wish it were vegan. It, it's never like, I wish I could have that. It's more so like, I wish that this cake wasn't harming animals. Makes sense. What are some tips you would give someone newly vegan or wanting to go vegan? Definitely sit down and just educate yourself on a lot of stuff because I think once you have a lot of your questions answered science questions like, is this safe for me? Is this healthy for me? Um, am I getting all my proper nutrients by with my meals? And also looking up recipes that you like, I feel like that makes things so much easier. Um, and also, I, I guess like you don't have to tell everyone what you're doing at first because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the beginning, will try and discourage you from doing it or will try and like egg you on to eat something that you're not comfortable with. To be honest, like if you want to keep it private for a bit or not share it with people, like I think that's cool too. But I don't know. I kind of wish that I didn't tell everyone that I was going vegan in the beginning because there was definitely like a little transition period, like for a couple weeks where I did say I quit cold turkey. But like, let's say for example, I was like, shit, I forgot. Like I have these crackers at home and they have egg in them, but I I don't want to like throw them away. Like I'm going to finish them up. Like that first week of me being vegan, that's when I like still ate those. And I didn't want people to like judge me or anything. So Yeah, I would say just educate yourself, sit down and have all your questions answered. And yeah, just make sure that you're eating really smart and safe because I know a lot of vegans who will not eat very well in the beginning. Like they'll just eat junk food, like vegan junk food. And they're like, oh, well, it's healthy because it's vegan. No, you need proper nutrients. You need a well-balanced diet. And yeah, just read up. How do you know if you're getting adequate nutrition without a dietitian? Great question. So something that helped me a lot in the beginning, I talked about this in my body image uh, podcast episode, but my fitness pal, it can be very evil and it can definitely like, you can get obsessed with it. I'm not going to lie. But when I was vegan and I had to make sure that I was getting in all my vitamins and all my nutrients and stuff, that helped me out so much because it's just an app where you can track all your meals and yes, you can track your calories as well. But it was so helpful because I realized like, oh my God, my fiber levels are so good. Like this is amazing. And oh my God, I'm getting all the vitamins that I need. And oh my God, I'm definitely eating enough carbs, but I'm not eating enough protein. And that like really, really helped me because 
uh, yeah, like a dietitian is great, but not everyone has access to those. And so I think it's definitely possible to learn slowly how you're eating a well-balanced diet. Also, I make sure that for every single meal that I eat, it's a carb. There's some sort of vegetable involved. I try and involve fruits always throughout the day, but for every single meal, carbs, like meaning rice, potatoes, pasta, uh, buckwheat, stuff like that, always a vegetable, and then always a protein. So either like tempeh or tofu or beans or something of that sort. And that's how I know I'm getting like a pretty adequate, well-rounded meal. Is it hard to find substitutes for meat? Okay, here's what I'll say about this whole situation. Um, I don't see my food as substitutes for meat anymore. I see it as meals. I see it as good, healthy food. Beans are not a substitute for me for meat. It is just beans. It's healthy food. I don't view tempeh as a substitute for bacon. It is tempeh and it is good and it is good for me and that's why I eat it. I view my food as food and not as substitutes anymore because in my mind, I don't think we as humans need to be consuming meat. I don't think that we should be consuming meat. That's controversial. Um, so no, I don't... It, to answer your question literally is it hard to find substitutes for me i used to buy like fake chicken strips stuff like that and add that to my food or like fake i don't, I don't even remember like fake i don't know fake pork like fake pork pieces that were made out of like what are they made out of seitan and i would add that to my meals but first of all, they're very expensive <laughs> and they're not that great for you just because of the products in there. And I also, I had to go back on a gluten-free diet because my stomach lining was deteriorating rapidly. So I need to go back on a gluten-free diet. And I, I don't know what my whole plan with that is. Um, I think I'm going to try and heal my stomach lining first, maybe potentially in a few months, try and reincorporate gluten back into my diet. But I really, I really don't know, but that's essentially why I have not been um, buying those kinds of products, and it saves me so much money as well. But do I view food as substitutes anymore? No, it's just good food. Weird question, but how do you stay full without the protein and calories of animal products? Well, vegan food also has protein and calories, so you don't need animal products to feel full. I feel full so much from like all the food that I eat. It's cool because I get to eat kind of like bigger portions because a lot of times it's like lower in calories, and so I get to eat like bigger meals and still feel like really energized and not like sluggish or anything, so it's cool. I genuinely always feel full and stuff, and I don't really have an issue with that. Uh, definitely when I was like bulking to gain more muscle and stuff, I would have to find like unique ways of including more calories into my meals, like fake cheeses and maple syrup and shit like that and sauces. But um, no, it's very, very possible to feel full on a vegan diet. I think it always depends on what you're eating. If you're just eating a bunch of like, I don't know, stuff that isn't very calorically or nutritionally dense, then yeah, you're going to have a really tough time like feeling full all the time. How to keep iron up. Would love to go vegan, but I'm severely, definitely, I think she meant she's severely anemic. I actually used to be anemic, fun fact, and everyone was so terrified for me when I said that I was going vegan. My mom would send me, I have to get blood work every six months done. <laughs> my mom demands I do. I actually have to go soon, like next week. Um, and my doctors also want me to go for blood work very often because they're worried about me because, you know, you're not consuming meat. So, you know, they're always worried about your iron levels. Um, fun fact, I was anemic like all my life. And then I went on a vegan diet without even trying to you know, bring up my iron. I, my iron is beautiful. That was like the biggest shock to me ever. I went to go donate blood and they took a sample and they said, your iron levels are beautiful. I was like, what? I've never heard that in my entire life. I was not allowed to donate the blood because my pulse was one beat too high. But, uh, yeah, that literally like, I, I don't know how it is for everyone, but for me personally, because of all the greens that I was eating, my iron levels are beautiful now. So I get complimented on my iron all the time. So yeah, it, it could work like that for you too. Uh, I used to take an iron supplement, but now that it's all good, I, I don't take an iron supplement. But yeah, you can definitely do that and just make sure that you incorporate a lot of like dark greens like kale, spinach, um, I believe beans as well. 
and it's worked out for me really, really well, to be honest. My vegan friends get sick a lot. Did you experience this? Oh my God, when I read this question yesterday, I could not wait to answer it. Uh, no. <laughs> I The last time I was sick was two years ago, around, not around this time, like October, November-ish. That is when I felt really, really, really sick. I had... Um, what's it called? A sinus infection. And then I had some bacterial infection and then I had a virus back to back to back. And then when they gave me antibiotics, it killed too many cells. And then I got really, really sick again. It was like, it was terrible. I was incredibly sick for about like two and a half months straight. It was horrible. And guess what? I have not been sick since. I don't think that had anything to do with me being a vegan, by the way. I think that was just because I was living in a dorm as an RA and I was in contact with so many people and on the subway all the time and not like doing my best and like my immune system was just down. But in general, being a vegan, I'm sick a lot less. Genuinely. You can ask my mom. <laughs> I used to be sick all the time as a child growing up in middle school, high school. I have not been sick. I have not had a fever. I have not had a cold knocking on wood right now because COVID is still around, but I've been doing awesome with my immune system. So I know I don't experience this, to be honest. I think that also goes hand in hand. If are you taking your vitamins, because you need to take vitamins <laughs> a lot of times. Um, I can tell you all the vitamins that I take if you're interested. How to swallow my spit. Sorry. Um, I take a B12 supplement, a B complex supplement every single day. So that has B12, B2, a whole bunch of Bs in there. I take a probiotic every single day. Uh, you got to watch out because a lot of them are not vegan, but I take a vegan probiotic. I take an allergy pill every day. That's not a supplement, but I'm just going through my list. I take a vitamin D supplement because of everything going on. And I take a mo woman's multivitamin supplement every single day and that's about it that's all i take as of right now i've been feeling pretty good so those are my supplements in case anyone's curious i highly recommend taking like a multivitamin because you know it's just hard to keep up with that kind of stuff cheese alternatives i feel like most vegan cheese i've tried is not good um violife is amazing i swear by it and uh mykonos i think that's how you pronounce it Miyoko's. Oh my god, I always call it Mykonos. Oh my god, it's Miyoko's. It's Miyoko's. Very, very good cheese. A little bit pricey, but I also like nutritional yeast, and I just kind of sprinkle that on a lot of my meals. Good sources of protein. I get, like, frustrated sometimes when people ask me, like, are you getting your protein? How do you know you're getting your protein? I think especially America has this obsession with protein and that we need it so badly and that we're not eating enough when in reality the average american probably eats too much protein in their day uh unless you're like crazy active and you're trying to build muscle and stuff there's no reason to eat so much of an excess of protein my favorite sources of protein are beans legumes uh like lentils and such uh i love tempeh tempeh is uh fermented soybeans and it comes in like a block i love it so much I used to really like seitan. That's just straight up wheat gluten, which I'm allergic to. So I had to cut that out. But that's amazing. If you're not allergic, definitely check that out because, or you can even bake your own. You can bake like a loaf of it and then it's just, you can rip it apart and have like shreds. It's amazing. Uh, I do like tofu. However, it depends how it's prepared. I just haven't really delved into the world of tofu that much to the point where I know how to prepare it really well. So maybe that's something that I'll work on. I've made some good tofu in the past, but yeah, I would say those are probably like my favorite sources of protein. I never really have an issue. The only time I really have an issue is when I'm like trying to bulk up and gain more muscle, but I take a protein powder supplement that's by Vega Protein and that has so much protein in it. And it doesn't taste that good, but neither does any protein powder. So do people like hate on you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't really care if they do either. Like there was this one guy that I used to work with who was an RA and his like go-to jokes were like vegan jokes constantly and just like send pictures of me and like animals and stuff to me and things are so funny. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Like I am above you at this point. Like I do not care what you think. Uh, in my mind, your diet sounds disgusting to me. You literally don't eat vegetables. Like, you hate the thought of vegetables. And, uh, yeah, I'm really not going to argue with someone who's who thinks it's funny 
to harm animals and to think that they deserve to die for your meal. So I don't really care about that kind of stuff. It just does not affect me whatsoever. My family's been cool about it. Yeah, I haven't had an issue. Does bloating happen? Okay, so there was a period of time where I was kind of concerned because I did have a lot of bloating. And I was like, oh no, what if this has something to do with veganism? Because I saw a lot of YouTubers post like, why I'm no longer vegan. And they would talk about they had crazy bloating and that they had to start eating meat again to feel better when in reality they just didn't learn about all their options. Anyway, um, the reason that I was bloating is because I have IBS. and I didn't know that. And I wasn't diagnosed until like semi-recently and it's anxiety induced. And also uh, I have like trigger foods. So I learned that my trigger foods I've been keeping a calendar or is gluten obviously like milk and eggs but I don't even eat those so that's not like a trigger food to me um but it's gluten anything oily or greasy or deep fried makes me bloat extremely badly and it's painful and it hurts so bad and coffee so I said coffee really weird there that did not sound like me coffee um those three food groups there's probably more but I'm like learning about every day I keep like a little journal in my mind not on paper about what is not what what makes my stomach hurt so I would not associate my bloating with the veganism I would associate all my bloating with those trigger foods because when I don't eat those foods I don't really experience bloating really do you know any resources for vegan Polish food recipes books videos I want pierogies again you can have pierogies you can have pierogi again like I my grandma just made me vegan pierogi the other day she makes them with blueberries and then instead of putting like heavy cream on them I put almond milk on them uh if you're talking about like the potato ones with cheese you know if you really want to you can get that Miyoko's really, really good cheese that they have. Um, it's definitely possible, dude. Like you, I don't even think that you need like any resources or like cookbooks. Like when my mom makes bigos, which is like cabbage and like sausage, well, kielbasa in it and stuff. Um, I either just don't have the kielbasa or I use a vegan one and or like a vegan sausage. It's just about like substituting things, you know? Um, I have vegan meals all the time. There, I have like... Borscht, if you know what that is, it's just borscht, as Americans say. <laughs> but like, for example, uh, red beet soup, that's all vegan. My mom just makes everything with vegetable broth instead. Uh, I haven't really had an issue with it. So I guess, uh, I mean, I'm sure there are some websites, but dude, if you are like traditional family food from your culture, a lot of it is not vegan. Definitely just experiment with substitutes. Like my mom and I learned so quickly, like what substitutes do not work in certain meals and what do. And it's been awesome. Yeah, it sucks because like my food has to be separated from theirs. But sometimes I convince them, I'm like, come on, everyone can eat vegan. You don't have to make two separate pots. That's stupid. Is it better if you go vegetarian first and then vegan or directly vegan? I think it just depends on the person, you know. I think some people really want to just go cold turkey and do it. I was in a unique situation where vegetarian literally would have meant nothing to me because I wasn't consuming much of dairy or egg products in the first place. Um, but I think it just depends for everyone. If you feel overwhelmed by going straight vegan, yeah, absolutely go vegetarian at first or pescatarian or whatever you want to do. Um, I think if if your end goal is veganism, I think you can do it however you want. I don't think there's any right or wrong way. If you want to go vegetarian for a year before you go vegan, do it. Do whatever you want. If you just want to slowly cut out things, like go from eating meat every day to meatless Mondays, do it. Literally every little bit counts and it's better for the environment. It's better for the animals. So you do things at your own pace. That's really all I have to say about that. How has it affected your skin? Oh, I'm so happy someone asked this. It's actually improved my skin so much. Um, a lot of people, especially since my little Curology ad came out like on Instagram and Facebook and stuff and YouTube, I've been getting so many mean comments, specifically from young girls, uh, commenting being like, this bitch always had clear skin. I don't know why they use her. Um just some really rude comments. I had someone recently comment on my one of my oldest selfies and being like, I'm here to see if she really had clear skin all her life. I've said this time and time before. I never said I had terrible, awful skin. I said that my skin, I was just not happy with it. And a lot of it contributed from me picking at my skin. Okay. I had like fungal acne and stuff 
that it's it's not that noticeable it's just like bumps underneath your skin and I picked out my skin was my skin still like not good in my eyes after I went vegan absolutely oh my god yes but did I feel like my skin and overall health changed so much after going vegan absolutely me consuming dairy products would cause me to break out so often um me eating like meat usually it meant that it was like greasy me and just like my diet wasn't good back then. I didn't think about what I ate. I just would eat to eat, but I didn't think about like, oh, is this like good for me? Is this giving me energy? Is this making me feel good? So when I actually transitioned and was more conscientious of what I ate, I started eating a lot more fruits, a lot more vegetables, uh, obviously no dairy whatsoever. It, I think it really did change my skin. Now, was my skin perfect after that? Absolutely not. But I just feel like I have a certain glow to me now, um, which I think is just for multiple factors. Me taking care of my skin, me wearing SPF, me using good products, me um, being vegan. I think they're all a contribution. So I think for some people, like even they just cut out dairy and their skin improves drastically. And then for some people, they go vegan and nothing changes. I think it just depends. Is it really more expensive than eating quote-unquote normal food? Here's the thing. If you're eating food that has a lot of those fake meats in it, a lot of fake cheeses, a lot of uh, ready meals for you, a lot of frozen meals, that kind of stuff, yeah, it's going to be really expensive. It's going to be super expensive. You go to restaurants often, yeah. But me as a college student, I even realized, and even my roommate at one point, she tried to go vegan. And it's cheaper to buy vegan food than how do I say this it's cheaper to buy vegan food if you're being smart about it than it is to buy non-vegan food because in my mind I, I think about it this way I literally don't have to buy meat I literally do not spend any money on meat I will buy like a block of tempeh and that'll last me like pretty much the entire week a block of tempeh is kind of big for one person it's like a good amount and where I get it, it's like $2.50 to $3. That's cheaper than a lot of meat to last you for a week. Um, a lot of my meats consist of rice. I buy my rice in bulk from like BJ's. Uh, super duper duper cheap. A lot of my meals consist of beans. I buy my beans in bulk. That's pretty cheap. Um, sauces, I like to splurge and get like cool sauces and everything. Or like I make my own. Um, things like vegan yogurt vegan milk for example there's a lot of different milk alternatives um which can be very pricey uh vegan meats vegan cheeses that's where the expensive shit comes in and i consider those things kind of like a luxury item um that i don't really use that often but like i plan on going grocery shopping later today and a lot of my shopping and i i like to go to farmers markets as well to buy like most of my produce because it's so much cheaper there and so my meals maybe i'll make a video about that like how much money do i really spend as a vegan in a week like for my meals so many people have begged me to make what i eat in a day as a vegan videos the reason that i didn't do this i explained this before but it's because it was really hard for me to do a what i eat in a day when i was not eating because i was so depressed and anxious constantly my meals were not real meals. I was eating depression meals all the time, but now I'm finally in like a good place mentally, physically. I feel safe at home. I feel like comfortable to go cook and everything. Maybe I'll make that. Like how much do I really spend on my meals in a day? I would love to see how much that comes out to compared to like what someone else in my family eats or maybe like what my boyfriend eats in a day and seeing how much his meals cost in a day. You know what I mean? I feel like that might be a really interesting video idea, but generally I feel like as a vegan now, I spend a lot less money as a vegan than when I was not vegan on food. Have you turned someone else vegan? Yes, I actually have, which is like super cool to me. Uh, I, my friend Sutton, he actually used to be my manager at Chipotle, uh, like my very, very first manager. And I remember him, like me telling him that I am a vegan. And he was just like, I started off at Chipotle as a vegan. And he was just like, I don't get that. Like, why can't you just eat like ethically, 
you know, produced meat like we do at Chipotle because all the food at Chipotle, like all the meat is like considered ethical because like the pigs get to roam free and everything before they're slaughtered. And he would always just be like, I don't get that. Like you could just literally eat ethical meat. That makes no sense to me. And then I like had a chat with him and I really like explained to him. I don't know what was like the turning point, but I had a conversation with him and I think I might've sent him like a video of baby goats or something like that. And he loves baby goats. And I think I just like said something along the lines of like, well, how would you feel if that baby goat got like killed for food? You know, because that's essentially what happens to baby cows and baby pigs and adult pigs and adult cows and a lot of other animals. And I think something just went off inside of him and he quit cold turkey and he's been vegan now for like three years, which is so cool. Um, and I, I don't think there was anyone else like strictly that I turned vegan. I don't. No, I feel like there might be more people, but I just don't remember. But he's like my success story, I guess. I didn't even really like try and push him or anything. But yeah, there are so many questions right now about the protein and meat thing. It makes me so frustrated. Like I wish people would understand that you don't need as much protein as people think. God, it makes me so like frustrated that like people are not being taught this in like schools or like in nutrition classes or anything like, well, probably in nutrition classes because I took one and we did discuss this, but like everyone's like, where are you getting your protein from? And it's like, um, excuse me, check your cholesterol levels first, please, ma'am. Then come talk to me about my protein. I'm doing fine. <laughs> How hard is it stick to stick to realistically? Okay, for me personally, I've had zero issues sticking with it. I have never cheated really. Like after that like first week of me trying to wean out all the foods that, you know, I, I had in my house still, I've never been tempted by non-vegan food. I've eaten non-vegan food once or twice by accident. Okay, it's probably been more than once and twice. I probably just don't know all the times. By accident, the first time, I remember it was like a like a year into me being vegan and we had chili at home and my mom, you know, had two separate containers for the vegan one and the non-vegan one. And I just like did not read the labels right or like the lid was wrong or something like that. And I ended up eating the non-vegan one. And the entire time I was like, this tastes weird. Like this just doesn't, something's like off. And you know, the vegan meat, like the ground beef and stuff, it it tastes really similar to the like real beef. And I was like, something is just like not right about this. And I called my mom and I was like, hey, the vegan one was in the red lid, right? And she was like, no, it was in the blue lid. And I just wanted to puke. My stomach hurt so bad. I did not feel right. Something was just so off with my body. It was like a, literally a year into me not eating any animal products. I felt so guilty afterwards. I cried. Um, and then like semi-recently, like a month ago, I accidentally ate um, egg noodles and I felt so shitty about that. But then I was just kind of like, yeah, I made a mistake. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like I literally, I made a small mistake. There's nothing I can do about it now. So I've been a lot easier on myself as of recent. <laughs> foods that you miss the most? None. I love all the foods that I eat now. I feel so grateful that there's so many vegan options, so many new vegan recipes. I've explored so many different cultures with food just since being vegan. I don't miss anything. I don't miss any meals. And I say that in all genuinity. <laughs> I, I'm very serious about that. I don't miss any food. Any food that I wanted before, I can recreate it and make it awesome and make it vegan and in my eyes make it better because no animals are harmed and it's so cool. So don't miss anything. What do you feed your cat? Uh, he eats a non-vegan diet. <laughs> if you feed your cat a vegan diet, you are so wrong. Do not do that. Cats need meat. There are animals who genuinely do need meat. Um, I think that that's just animal abuse in my eyes if you're feeding your cat a vegan diet to fit yours. Um, if I were to ever have a dog or a cat in the future when I live alone, that cat or dog is also not going to be vegan. I believe cats or I believe dogs have to be on a non-vegan diet as well. So no, I don't don't get an animal if, if you're not comfortable feeding them real animal food and whatever. Um, uh, that brings me to like a thought, something to like look into that's really cool is the way that, you know, human teeth are, the way that dog's teeth are, the way that cat's teeth are, um, horse's teeth, monkey's teeth. A lot of these animals have like these canines and monkeys and humans, I believe, have the most similar looking teeth. And uh, a lot of monkeys are just herbivores. And I don't know, it's just very interesting to look into. I said I wasn't going to get very scientific on here, but I would really look into that if you're curious about 
why our teeth basically tell us that we are not meant to eat meat. Uh, We can't go out and kill a cow with our bare teeth. We're not meant to go hunt and sink our teeth into an animal and eat it. Uh, We have to prepare it. We have to cook it. We have to shoot it. It's I don't believe it's natural for us to be eating meat. And I think a lot of proof lies in the pudding. So like cat's teeth, for example, like their teeth are meant for that. Their teeth are meant to go capture a little bunny and eat it, which I've seen my cat do too many times. Not anymore though. He's 17 now. He's very old. What do you typically eat on campus that's vegan? I'm going to be a freshman tomorrow. Woohoo! That's so exciting. Happy freshman year. Um, For me on campus, if I was not cooking at home, I would either get vegetable pho with no tofu at my local pho place because they use vegetable broth, which was amazing. There was a chipotle on my campus, so I would get like chipotle, like vegan chipotle sometimes. There was a blaze pizza on my campus, so I would get vegan pizza sometimes. Uh, that's really, uh, there was like a sandwich place. So I would get a vegan sandwich, uh, Mediterranean food. So many Mediterranean places are so easy to be vegan because falafel. Um, yeah, it was surprisingly like not hard for me on Temple's campus. Like, okay. The food wasn't amazing. Like I hear that UCLA's food is like out of this world. It wasn't anything wild, but yeah, it wasn't too bad on for me at least. Do you have any health problems because you went vegan? Absolutely not. I feel like a lot of my health issues that I had have gotten better, to be honest. Um, I have a chronic pain illness, which is fibromyalgia. Some of you may know. Um, I feel like it's gotten better, to be honest. I feel like my body has a lot more energy. Um, My family always talks about how much of a difference this lifestyle has made for me because before I was always, first of all, anemic, I was not getting enough calories or protein um in the sense that like the protein that i was receiving like it was just like meat and now i'm receiving like healthy protein um i was just not receiving the proper nutrients i needed to survive and now i'm a lot more conscientious of it this has been such a massive lifestyle change for me i feel like i'm in a lot less pain since being a vegan i don't complain about it nearly as much anymore like i said my anemia went away And no, I feel like I don't have any health issues because of this. And I don't think I ever have because I feel like I went into it a very healthy way. And I've seen a lot of people go vegan and doing it in a non-healthy way and thus having to like resort back to eating meat. And then they would blame veganism for their health issues when in reality it was just an improper balance of nutrition and diet, which I think happens to way too many people. And I wish there was like better education about it. Maybe that's something I can educate more about because I am passionate about this. I wanted to be a nutritionist for a while. That's why I was a nutrition minor. Um, So I do take a lot of nutrition very seriously. And it just sucks that it's hard when like my mental health is worse. But I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. This is the last question I'm going to answer and I'll leave it off at here. Why should I be vegan? Well, if you want to be vegan, if you're really thinking about being vegan, I think you should be vegan because it helps out animals so much more than you realize. Um, I feel like I view cows and pigs and chickens and everything that is being eaten the same way that I would view my cat or a dog. Um, I view everything the same way. It's a living being. It has feelings, it has emotions. It is alive and it wants life just as much as you or I do. Um, Animals don't want to die. Animals don't want to die similar to how we don't want to die. And the fact that people are consuming things that are dying and suffering for, like I said, their taste buds, it doesn't sit well with me. And I think if you put it into that perspective, it might not sit well with you either. Uh, It's also really good for the environment, the amount of water, the amount of uh, crops it takes just to feed these animals is insane. It could literally end poverty. Um, But all of that food and all of that water is being used to basically feed us. And a lot of that food is thrown away even. Um, And also, it's really, really bad for the environment because of the gases that are emitted from it. It's horrible. It's horrible for the environment. It's not... This is, like I said, this is controversial. I don't believe it's healthy for our bodies. Um, I have zero cholesterol. Uh, There's a cholesterol issue within my family along with high blood pressure. I don't have to worry about cholesterol because I consume zero cholesterol from animals. Literally, like, 
my blood tests have come back better than ever before. The the nutrients that I'm getting now from all of these vegan foods and for me it being less expensive because I've gone about it a smart way and I'm not eating at restaurants constantly and I'm, you know, cooking for myself. It's been the best decision that I've ever made for my life. I've never once regretted it. I never am apologetic about it. I know that I'm doing a good thing for the animals and that for the earth and I feel lucky that I'm able to have a platform to talk about it on, even though I don't talk about it very often, because I know how touchy of a subject it can be. Um, And I know that not everyone has access to it, of course. It's difficult, and it's hard, and it's something that's becoming more normalized in our society, which makes me so excited, because it's already so much different than it was a few years ago, and it's just really awesome. Like, I don't care if veganism becomes a trend, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it's helping save the planet, it's helping save the animals, I don't care. Everyone should become vegan. I'm never gonna gatekeep that shit. So, that's why you should be vegan if you want to. I think also it helps you spiritually and yourself knowing that you're not consuming anything that is suffering um, for your satisfaction. I feel like that's really important. And I know that a lot of foods even that like, for example, fruits and vegetables, it's really hard because a lot of the workers are not being paid well. I'm talking about like farmers or um, people who work on these farms. It's hard. It's hard to be a 100% completely ethical person. It's impossible. Something that we will do within our day-to-day life is going to be hurting someone at the end of the day. Um, But that's why I try and shop locally as much as possible. My family has a garden in our backyard that we're so lucky to have and grow our own food. Um, I think there's a lot of little changes that we can make to, of course, help the environment help the animals, and encourage others to do the same because a little goes a long way because even my friend Sutton has convinced others to go vegan. So that's why you should go vegan if you want to. I feel like I might make a part two of this episode because I have gotten so many questions. Like maybe the next episode about veganism will just strictly be answering all those other questions and not a repeat of my experience and everything. But yeah, I really had fun making this episode. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you got a little bit of perspective about my life and why I'm a vegan. And I hope that this was a good episode for you guys. If you stuck around to the end and didn't click off when I said, if you're not going to like this, click off. So if you're still here, thank you. (laughs) I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that maybe you'll consider some vegan meals this week and maybe a meatless Monday. Wouldn't that be cool? So I'm going to go now. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to have a good week and so are you and uh thanks for listening see you later